Hey there, whiskey noobs, and happy Halloween. Uh, This will be airing exactly on Halloween, if I have planned correctly, but you're probably listening to it a couple days later. But in the spirit of Halloween, I thought I would dedicate this episode to a couple of ghost stories, specifically ghost stories that actually have to do with whiskey. I thought that would be a little bit of a break from our regularly scheduled reviews, Uh, and instead let's just take a break and talk about a little bit of whiskey lore, whiskey ghost stories. So I found a few online. There were a lot um, a lot of different ones online, a lot of really short ones. So these were the two that I found kind of the most interesting and also was able to find the most information about. So I picked two Whiskey Ghost stories that I thought uh, would be fun to go over in this episode. Uh, before we do that, though, this is not going to be a guest episode. I'm not going to review a whiskey, so I will be doing a mystery whiskey uh, mini-review. Uh, if you've been listening for a while, you probably already know this, but I review a whiskey that we've had on the show already. I give a few quick notes, not nearly as in-depth of a review as I do on the other episodes, and see if you can guess what it is. So I'm going to do that right now. So on the nose, I get almost entirely vanilla uh, for this whiskey. On the palate, I got a little bit of like a, a, almost like a granola taste with like a bitterness. I might associate that bitterness with clove, but I don't know for sure. Uh, But that's the cliff notes. That's the, the quick first review of this. And I will go over it again before I tell you what whiskey it is. So our first whiskey ghost story comes from an island right next to Isla in Scotland. Uh, This is the story of Laird Archibald Archibald Campbell. And like I said, this is right next to Isla in Scotland. So if you recall Laphroaig, it's one of the 10-year single malt scotches we had on the show. That is an Isla scotch. So Isla is a little island off the coast of Scotland that is very well known uh, for its types of whiskeys, they're usually heavily peated scotches. And so it has a pretty distinct flavor, and it's very well known for its whiskey. And this was an island right next to it that also produces whiskey, but it is not Isla. Now, on this particular island, distilling had actually been outlawed by the owner, Laird Archibald Campbell. Now, 29 years later, so whiskey had been outlawed, or not just whiskey, but distilling in general, had been outlawed for 25, 29 years. If I could talk today, that would be really great. <laughs> but anyways, 29 years after outlawing distilling, he woke up in the middle of the night. Now, according to the story, there was a ghost of an old woman floating floating over top of him. Now, usually ghosts in a lot of ghost stories, they're bringing, you know, knowledge into the world. They're they're trying to hint at something important or reveal to somebody something important. You'll see that a lot in a lot of ghost stories. Why do I bring that up? Because this lady had some very important news to give to Laird Archibald Campbell. She hovered over top of him in the middle of the night, woke him up. You can imagine how terrified he probably was. And she basically screamed at him over and over again for outlawing distilling. That was her message from beyond the grave was that distilling should be legal, uh, which is pretty funny to think about. It's funny to think about. And then it's also terrifying to think about. So if you think about it, you know, Oh, that's hilarious. She's yelling at him to uh, make distilling legal again so that people can have their alcohol or specifically their whiskey. Uh, Then it's also terrifying to think about (laughs) just waking up and being berated for uh, not, allowing distilling on the island um so i that's basically why i selected this because it seemed hilarious to me uh but at any rate she yelled at him over and over again uh for 
outlawing distilling on the island, telling him that he needed to make distilling legal. And as the story goes, he was so scared that he not only reversed the law that banned distilling on the island, he actually opened up a distillery. I don't know how historically based this story is, but I love to believe that it is 100%, 100% historically accurate. Now, the legend goes a little bit farther and says not only did he get so scared that he reversed the law and he opened a distillery in order to try to appease this old lady and her message from beyond the grave. The legend says that he not only did that, he also gave a bottle of whiskey to the ghost to appease her in order to get her to leave him alone and to stay away and and basically, like I said, appease her. Uh, Now, I've seen a couple different versions of the story online and how he gave her this bottle. Uh, One version says that it's buried underground, I believe actually at the distillery or at a distillery. I'm not 100% sure. And it actually specifically said 16-year-old scotch, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't write that part down, but I thought that was kind of weird that it said that. And then another version of the story actually says that it's hidden in a cave somewhere on the island, which I think is way cooler because I can think of like a quest to find this bottle of whiskey and you'd find this cave and it's this cave opens up on the ocean. So there's waves hitting it. And back in this cave is this bottle of 16 year old scotch. Uh, that is where my brain takes that when I hear this story. Um, but that is nonetheless one of the more interesting stories I found because I think that is absolutely hilarious. Not only, you know, the idea of the story is funny, but also if, if this story started by this guy telling people this, like even if it was a hoax, it's kind of hilarious that he told people this. He's like, yeah, I had this, this vision of an old lady screaming at me to, you know, make distilling legal. And it makes you wonder if it wasn't rooted in a little bit of truth. Like maybe he had a woman in his life, uh, who who was not a fan of the law. Who knows? Uh, stories tend to be uh, parallel to the truth, you know, but that is the first of our two ghost stories. And I'm going to take another quick sip of our mystery whiskey. Yeah, this whiskey is um, better than I remember enjoying it last time I had it, but it, it it's just so good. And I will say I, I'm getting a little bit of like a – it's got a pale flavor to it. It's got a very pale flavor to it. It's not just like uh, – how do I want to put this? It's not very bold and not very round. It's, it's like – it's sweet. It's got a sweetness and a bitterness that kind of – coincide in a weird way um but it's not like overly bold overly round um so that might be a bit too in depth without giving it away but that is the the second review of this whiskey that you're going to get now moving right along here we have our second ghost story this one i was able to dig a little bit more up on so it will take just a little bit longer um but another one that it's pretty interesting. This one's going to take us to Kentucky, actually. Um, none other than Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know how to pronounce that that city. Um, I was always told it's Louisville is the best way to pronounce it, and I don't know if that's a joke about the accent or not, uh, but I had people <laughs> before. Uh, I'm from Ohio, so that's my dialect. If you hadn't caught on, it's Ohio, which is basically nothing. And... Uh, I've had people be like, why are you saying Louisville? And I'm like, what do you say? And they're like, Louisville. And this happened like pretty recently. And I'm I'm 23 years old and this happened pretty recently. So 
I don't know how to pronounce that the name of that city. Is the moral of that story? At any rate, uh, this uh, this story takes us to Louisville, Kentucky. It is on the Whiskey Row, which is like an area in Louisville uh, where there's a lot of there. I think there used to be a lot more distilleries, and there's there's you can get a lot of bourbon there and a lot of whiskey, and it's kind of like. Um, you can think of it as like a downtown, like you can bar hop there and go to restaurants and things. But nevertheless, there was a general on the Union side during the Civil War. Okay, so this is General William Bull Nelson, Bull being his nickname, apparently. Uh, he got into an argument with another soldier. Uh, this soldier's name was General Davis. And this argument got heated. Now, this is Civil War times, right? So this is a while ago. Uh, but this argument got pretty heated, and they're going back and forth like a lot. Well, eventually, the the way this story goes, witnesses claimed, I don't know if this came from witnesses or who this came from, <laughs> historians, I guess, claimed that it got pretty heated, and Nelson ended up slapping the other general across the face. The other general's name was General Davis, you might recall. Now, he was insulted, General Davis. So naturally... Uh, instead of, you know, hitting him back, fist fighting, anything like that, uh, he walked off and he got a gun and he came back and shot Nelson in the heart. (laughs) Now this part of the story is historical fact, or I I guess you want to call it historical fact. It, historical fact, legend, whatever you want to call it. This is accepted history, um, of this story. So this actually happened and he basically these guys got into an argument he slapped him and he came back and shot him so that part of the story is real and his murder was thought to be inside or very near a building that is now called Doc Crows this is a little bit inconsistent online because i found on a different source that this happened in a hotel and this hotel there's a version of this hotel now but it's not at the original location so i can't figure out if dot crows used to be this hotel or if there's just two different accounts of where this happened i'm not 100% sure but i like the version where it happened at this building that is now dot crows okay so dot dot crows used to be a warehouse uh, for a distillery, uh, and it's now a bourbon bar and restaurant. That's how this all ties together. So this building, it's a very, very old building, used to uh, house a lot of whiskey. It was a warehouse where they would keep whiskey. Now, a lot of people might realize whiskey's aged, so you have to set it somewhere for a very long time, and so you'll have a lot of these warehouses where you'll just have a ton of whiskey uh, a ton, literally and figuratively, of whiskey just sitting there, aging. And so this was a warehouse, and then now it's this bourbon bar and restaurant. It actually looks really cool. I've never been to Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, whatever you want to call it, Louisville. See, I think the reason that this this name of the city, Louisville, is such a challenge for me is because I grew up near-ish, kind of near, Louisville, Ohio. Near enough that people were saying Louisville all the time. So Louisville, Ohio is pronounced Louisville. I know that for sure. And I don't really know, like like I said, Louisville or Louisville. At any rate, this restaurant in Louisville, Kentucky, that used to be a warehouse for a distillery, uh, is thought to be one of the possible locations where this General Nelson was murdered. Why is that important? Because now people claim that it is haunted. There are a couple of different stories about this place being haunted, and I think it definitely helps with the marketing a little bit. Um, but there's you know, stories about things flying off the shelf and breaking, uh, things just moving without 
anybody touching them, things like that. But by far, the most interesting of these stories is that they went in to this the, to open up this restaurant one day, and there is a big wooden table between the double doors, and the double doors are open with this this table in between. And apparently, <laughs> apparently, uh, the way this story goes, there is security camera footage, although I could not find it online, that shows in the middle of the night this table, this big wooden table, and the, the article says, like, specifies it's a heavy wooden table. It would be hard to move this wooden table. was thrust up against these double doors so hard that they slammed open, and the table was stuck in the open doors. And then when they went into work that day, they found the table like that. And they could see on... It was a little confusing because, uh, like, obviously, you would think that the security footage would be all over the Internet if it was that um, convincing. And then also the fact that they don't really mention security footage that, oh, you can't see anybody touching the table. I don't know. Do your own research if you want. I'm just here to tell you the fun parts of the stories. Uh, the thought is that General Davis's ghost, which is disgruntled, is haunting Doc Crows and slammed this table into the doors and thrust them open and the table got stuck. And then when they went in in the morning to see the table, that is how they found it. It was stuck between those doors. They didn't go in to see the table. They went in and saw the table. I don't know why you would go into work to see a table, but that was me misspeaking, as always. My tongue's very tied up tonight. I don't know why. Maybe I need another sip of this fine whiskey. Yeah, this whiskey, once again, it's a very solid whiskey. It's not, this isn't overly complex. It's not overly simple. It's just a good whiskey. It's it's very sweet. You don't have a bunch of different notes really come out and punch you, um, but it is overall just sweet and enjoyable, without a doubt. Now, as I mentioned, uh, those are the two whiskey ghost stories that I definitely looked the most into and did the most research on. There are a few other ones that I'll run through really quickly just because I think it's really cool that there are this many stories surrounding whiskey, like of all things. You know, I'm sure with the internet nowadays, you could look up anything and you would find ghost stories related to it. You could probably look up cell phone ghost stories. You could probably look up, I don't know, knife ghost stories, gun ghost stories. It's got to be one. Um, those sorts of things. You could you could look up anything followed by ghost stories and probably find ghost stories related to it. But I just think it's pretty cool that, that bourbon and whiskey uh, have developed such a culture that they have their own ghost stories around them. And, you know, America is a sucker for ghost stories, so there are definitely more than a few bourbon ones as well, like bourbon-specific, um, kind of like the one I just told you, you know, Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Um definitely targeted towards bourbon because it's in Kentucky and most bourbons not all come from Kentucky common misconception but to run through a couple more quick ones there were a couple that I found that were um, pretty cool uh, the first one is by way the distillery ghost I found this online you can find this on Forbes website if I want to kind of cite my sources this one you can find on Forbes website and I might pronounce some of this wrong because this is another Scotland story. So a lot of this is going to be hard to pronounce. Uh, and also there's a name of a person that's from Zimbabwe. And I apologize if I butcher that name, but I'm going to try my best. Luckily, they tell you how to pronounce his first name, and it was Byway. Um, but the Glen Thrones Distillery, Glen, no, Glen Roths, Glen Roths. 
my brain wanted to be Glen Thrones. It's Glen Roth's. Very interesting. Glen Roth's distillery in Speyside. Um, Speyside region, you might recall. Uh, I think Monkey Shoulder. Yeah, it's entirely Speyside. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a custom at this distillery to toast the ghost, which is a really cool. They really built this culture around this ghost. But at any rate, uh, this ghost is supposed to be named Byway Makalaga. I'm hoping I pronounced that correctly. Makalaga. He was from Zimbabwe, and apparently there was a really bad famine, and he was, the way this article puts it, quote-unquote, rescued um, by Major James Grant, which was the owner of the Glen Grant Distillery, and then he went to Scotland, and that is where he stayed. Now, he was there for a very long time, uh, outlived the guy who, quote-unquote, rescued him, saved him, whatever, and he ended up dying in 1972. Um, but he's a pretty well-known guy, and apparently people like to think that uh, he has a ghost, or that his ghost is haunting this distillery, or at least previously haunted uh, that distillery. Now, it was thought that his ghost uh, was haunting the distillery, and so they brought in a, let's say, expert. I, I don't know if you can use the term expert that loosely or not on paranormal activity. And apparently this guy talked it out with Byway, and it was a problem that Byway had with new stills that they put into this distillery. And apparently that fixed the problem. Um, but it is now a custom that you toast the ghost when you are uh, in this distillery. So that's a pretty another another pretty neat story. I think it's a cool custom to do. Even if it's real or not, it's neat. Lastly, to round out all of our ghost stories, is a distillery that you're probably going to recognize. You're definitely going to know it if you have been listening to the show for a very long time. Um, I want to actually give everybody who's listening right now the opportunity to guess what distillery I'm about to say. If you just just listening to the show, just listening to everything I talk about and all the whiskeys that I talk about, if you had to guess a distillery that I was going to tell you, what would you guess? That's right. Uh, the Buffalo Trace Distillery is another one that claims to be haunted, and they actually do ghost tours there. Now, this sounds super cool, and I would love to try it. Especially, I'm really big into like haunted houses and Halloween, if I haven't already given that away. Uh, but I would love to do this. I'm into Buffalo Trace. I'm into Halloween. This is just perfect. But the Buffalo Trace Distillery, now you might recognize the term buff the, the name Buffalo Trace, you might recognize Blanton's, you might recognize Pappy Van Winkle, you might recognize E.H. Taylor, W.L. Weller. All of these big names are all the, from the Buffalo Trace Distillery, and uh, they're one of the most popular distilleries and one of the oldest. I think they might be actually the longest-running distillery without stopping uh, in, in the United States, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but they do have ghost stories, and this comes directly from their website. Their website says, according to lore, there are more spirits residing at the distillery than those going in warehouses. That's funny. Featured on the popular TV show Ghost Hunters, Buffalo Trace Distillery has long been rumored to have visits from the supernatural, most notably the ghost of Colonel Blanton. Hear the legendary stories and get a look into the more haunted sites, including the oldest residential structure in Franklin County, the old Taylor House, and E.H. Taylor's original OFC distillery. Now, say what you will about the ghosts. Say what you will about ghosts in general existing. A ghost tour at a distillery 
first of all, has to be super cool. If that distillery is Buffalo Trace, one of my longtime favorite bourbons, that has to be awesome. Even if you don't see anything, or just even if you don't buy any of the ghost stories, you can do a tour and tasting, according to their website. Uh, due to limited quantities of our whiskeys, we only offer a few brands for tasting. Ah, you're not going to get any pappy at this tour and tasting, probably. I'm not, I don't know for sure. Uh, that's just my guess. But... That does sound awesome. So um, someday I will do this, and I'm glad that I did the research for this episode to find this out because that is super cool. Buffalo Trace Distillery, if you ever get a chance to take a look, not only go there but also do the ghost tour because apparently even Ghost Hunters, the TV show, has been there. Now I'm going to take one last taste of this whiskey that I'm drinking today and give you a chance to guess what it is. There are... There are these breakfast bars that are like some kind of a whole grain something. And I do not remember the name of them. I think it's Belvita. I shouldn't say I don't remember. I should say I don't know if I'm correct or not. I think it's Belvita, if I'm not mistaken. There are these these breakfast bars. And that is what this is reminding me of right now. They're almost like granola, but not. I mean, they're like more like a cookie. But they're not a cookie either. They're like the type of thing that's like so close to a cookie that it's that you want to eat it, but far enough from a cookie that you convince yourself it's healthy. Anyways, if you know what I'm talking about, then this is useful. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this probably isn't useful at all. But that's what this whiskey is reminding me of right now, actually. Um, it's leading the way with vanilla, without a doubt. Um, and not a lot of, like your, like I said, your darker flavors. I'm not even getting a lot of fruit from this, honestly. Uh, maybe just a touch of like pale fruit, but nothing like serious. Uh, and that that's pretty much the entirety of what I'm getting from this whiskey right now. Now, if you're paying attention um hopefully you've at least maybe ruled out bourbon i think because i usually get more uh bakery type tastes from a bourbon so hopefully you know it's not a bourbon um but hopefully if you've been listening to the show and you've been following along and actually care about this mystery whiskey you've figured out that this is jameson irish whiskey that i'm drinking right now i'm actually really impressed because the episode where we had jameson featured i felt bad because it was jameson's episode and i felt like it got kind of beat up in our review we were doing a palate tasting we were comparing it to a bunch of different whiskeys and jameson is a very good whiskey it just kind of got beat up because well first of all it was with some more expensive whiskeys uh and then second of all the person whose palate we were finding justin he is definitely much more of a bourbon guy and it didn't even rank very high for me but i just feel that it's very good if you're in that mood i i was not in that mood for sure during that episode um but it's not often I'm in the mood for this type of a flavor profile, but when I am, it hits the spot, and tonight I was, which is why I'm drinking it. But when you're in the mood for that kind of pale, and I don't want to say bitter because it's not bitter in a bad way, but pale and almost bitter with sweetness, and I know that's so weird, but think like kind of dark chocolate, not without the taste of dark chocolate, but how dark chocolate is like sweet and bitter at the same time. When you're in the mood for that kind of a profile... Jameson or any Irish whiskey typically uh, is just so good and I get a little bit less fruit than I do from other Irish whiskeys depending on the Irish whiskey but 
I really like just the the gentle sweetness of it. The fact that it's not aggressive, it's not harmful, or I shouldn't say harmful, offensive. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. It's not very offensive to drink, um, and it, it's just easy to sip on. If you just want something sweet to sip on, um, Jameson is a great go-to. And this is just their normal uh, run-of-the-mill Jameson Irish whiskey. They do have higher shelf stuff, and that higher shelf stuff is very good. Uh, Jameson double black is it double no what's it called black barrel i think it's black barrel i'm thinking of mixing up johnny walker double black which is on my shelf right there jameson black barrel i believe is what it's called um that's a that's a little bit higher shelf i mean not not much i think it's like five to ten dollars more than your run-of-the-mill jameson but it is uh very good got a very good profile i like to keep normal jameson around though because it goes really well in mixed drinks and it's also good straight so you know it depends on what you want to use it for i don't have any black barrel on my shelf right now actually but we may end up having that on the show at some point as well so hopefully you guessed it and hopefully you liked the whiskey ghost stories as i mentioned i'm a huge fan of halloween so i uh, had to incorporate it somehow on the show more than just the halloween mixed drinks that we did a couple weeks ago Since this was airing on Halloween, I could not pass up the opportunity to tell a couple of ghost stories. And um, hopefully everybody had fun at their Halloween parties. Hopefully you drank a little bit of whiskey, but not too much. And I hope the Halloween weekend was fun for everybody. Maybe this will be your uh, nice, calming way to come out of the Halloween weekend and not think about drinking too much and just think about the fun ghost stories. So, like I said, there's a bunch of these online. I definitely recommend looking up more of these if you uh, thought this episode was interesting because there's a ton of them online and they're a ton of fun to look at. Distilleries just tend to be places that people like to think are haunted, it seems. So... So very cool and a fun episode for me to research and kind of take a break from researching nonstop whiskey on the show. But that is all that I'm going to have for this episode today. So do not forget the two rules for life. Learn to drink and also drink to learn. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Whiskey Noobs. If you like the show, please make sure that you tell anyone you know who you think would be interested in the hobby or in the podcast. That way we can help to spread the word and continue to grow. Please also make sure to review the show on Apple Podcasts and share our posts on Instagram at whiskey underscore noobs or on TikTok at whiskey noobs podcast. Uh, It only takes a couple of minutes and it really does a lot to help spread the word and grow the podcast. Also, there is an email list for the show. If you'd like to join, you can just send an email to whiskey whiskeynoobspodcast at gmail.com and in the subject line put email list I will add you to the list and then you'll be updated every month with the whiskeys that we will be drinking on the show throughout the month that way you can drink right along with us and see if you're getting the same notes once again thank you so much for listening to the show the whiskey noobs podcast does not support underage or otherwise irresponsible consumption of alcohol